Welcome to the 88th episode of the Free Pizza Podcast. Today's guest is Amanda Fox, an embroiderer. Enjoy. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives. And today we have the Amanda Fox in here. What's up? Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thank you. We interviewed her husband last night at yeah. like 11 o'clock. So, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. But yeah, she's an embroiderer. Yes. Um, that word is so hard to say for some reason. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming. She does awesome pet portraits and does other things as well. We're going to talk about it right now. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm yes, excited. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us when I got started for you. Um, I started embroidering, um, I guess it was about 2010. Okay. I was in college. Um, I was in nursing school and I was real stressed out all the time. <laughs> and my, I was talking to my mom one day and she was like, you should go to the craft store and like just get something to do. Kind of you know, unwind, de-stress. And my grandmother had taught me how to like knit, crochet, some like needlepoint stuff Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. So I was like, well, I already kind of know how to do that. So maybe I'll do that. So I started embroidering stuff. I think the first thing I embroidered was like a black flag patch or something on my jeans. Yeah, that was lit, that was awesome. So I was just like embroidering like little stupid stuff and my friends would ask me to like embroider quotes or you know, whatever. Yeah. So I started an Etsy shop and then, I would get orders every now and then, but I don't think I really started taking it like more serious. Like, oh, maybe I could actually start selling more of this until like maybe three years ago. Really? Really kind of trying to scale it. So that's wild. Yeah. And going back, you said your grandmother taught you some some knitting and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What made her do that? Which is you just being there or you had an interest in it when you were young? She was Norwegian. So I think like knitting, like her sister was big on knitting. Like every year I would get like socks and stuff for Christmas. Yeah, and I used yeah. to be like, really socks? But now I'm like, I have a few pairs and I'm like, these are sick. <laughs> so <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it's cool you having you having that kind of skill set at a young age. Yeah. That's, that's pretty freaking awesome because I would love to learn how to knit and crochet and stuff, but it probably never happened. Um, <laughs> so it's awesome. So you were doing this super young and mm-hmm. you said a few years ago you took it very seriously. So how did you balance that and doing the nursing thing? Like it was kind of nice because with nursing, like most of the time, up until a few years ago, I was working three 12 hour shifts. Mm-hmm. So I would have like days off where I could just do it. Yeah. So I started kind of collecting embroidery books and learning online, just different kind of stitches and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of would do it whenever yeah. I had free time, which with saying, that schedule, it was nice. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how nursing school was in Richmond, but I'm guessing like it's like a 12 on 12 all kind of thing or how were classes set up? Um, so you mean like, I guess you, I guess you were still in school. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So when you weren't actually like yeah. at the hospitals doing your thing like that, you were actually just still like, Oh classes. yeah. in school. Yeah. I would just do it like after class or gotcha. whenever okay. I had the time. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm jumping ahead. But. Right. 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 I bet. That's, <laughs> yeah, no, that's incredible. Good. I mean, that's a, you balancing that and doing that is like that's still a lot of hours like you know doing the school thing and very yeah. stressful and you find time to do this is pretty incredible yeah thanks. um so what made you take it seriously then like were you just seeing the orders come in like okay cool i can probably make some money off of this or was it like a you just wanted to find new i guess financial way yeah, to do things i think i think it was kind of a challenge to me like i've kind of become like a business nerd in a way okay. like that's good. That's i good. feel like i've been like trying to figure out how to market things or like okay. what people like just kind of really paying attention to that so i think i kind of saw it almost as like a challenge i guess yeah. i don't know because yeah. i would have friends that would ask me for stuff and then once i started putting stuff on etsy i saw this whole like 
market of like people that were making stuff and yeah. i just thought it was really cool so Absolutely. i was like let me figure out how to make this yeah. work and be more visible online so i really started researching about the etsy like algorithm they use like oh, wow, just kind of that. optimizing my site and that's definitely helped a lot too yeah and i actually like i never thought i would have enjoyed it because i don't have a business degree or anything but i think business stuff is so interesting right, right, so right. i don't know I'm, I'm in my free time now i'm just like constantly trying to learn new business things stuff, so yeah and you mentioned what tools were you using back in you said 2012 is when you were kind of doing it a lot with friends and stuff like mm -hmm. what you say you got you read books and were you doing like youtube videos or how were you really learning how to do the different types of i guess stitching or whatever yeah i so i would go to bookstores all the time and get embroidery books yeah but i'm also a big thrifter and there's constantly yeah. needlepoint yeah. and cross stitch books you can find so i have a bunch of books built like that were made in i don't know 70s Forever 80s ago yeah I think they're so much better than like present day books <laughs> yeah. too because it's got like all the old stuff that you can't find like there's cut work and like drawn thread which is stuff that you don't really see anymore that I kind of taught myself how to do a little bit just because it was a little different yeah um but I wouldn't have been able to really find much online about it right. so I found most of that stuff in those old books that I've found so that's insane what were some of the I guess some roadblocks or frustrations you uh, ran across when you were trying to kind of home in that skill um I think I think the biggest thing was drawing for me because I'm not I went to when I went to high school I took one art class okay. and I never gotcha. I felt like I was always creative yeah like I was always making things but it wasn't like drawing or illustration I really enjoyed doing it but I was always like I'm not an artist like gotcha. I don't, I'm not good at you know replicating something that i see or whatever so yeah i really tried to i still don't feel like i'm the best drawer but i tried to focus in on that a lot because that was a major challenge for me like yeah just the composition of pieces and everything so gotcha gotcha yeah that's so wild it's so like for me looking in because my, my grandparents my mom does like you know knitting stuff like that it's such mm -hmm. a grueling process so you know obviously you do it after a while it's super easy but it just it makes my hands hurt just looking at yeah. it you know <laughs> i'm not the best at knitting or crocheting either i know the very basics of stuff but right. props to people that know all those crazy stitches and how to make it look really nice <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned doing like black flag um as one of your first pieces what mm -hmm. other things were you kind of embroidering back then if you can remember um i would do a lot of like Sailor Jerry tattoo flash okay. and stuff. Yeah. That was kind of yeah. easy to start with because then I could reference those images and just embroider them. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing a lot of floral stuff. Yep. yep. I think that's really, I think embroidery just looks really pretty like well, when you embroider flowers and stuff. Um, there's so many stitches you can use to create different, you know, patterns and textures and things for flowers that I think is cool. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I didn't really get into pet portraits until maybe like four years ago or something wow okay i just again thought it would be kind of cool to learn how to embroider Pets. something a little different yeah so i embroidered i actually embroidered nick's parents chihuahuas like one of my <laughs> first, first pet and they're, yeah and they're german shepherd or whatever it was terrible but it was fun <laughs> <laughs> that's so. awesome though so the so you doing a pet portrait that just came as kind of like a do something different like just solely that yeah that's crazy and, and we we have dogs and i don't know i just thought it'd be kind of cool something to do so you know, yeah something personal too as a yeah. pets and that yeah. probably definitely you probably posted those on your etsy whatever or mm -hmm. post them on your social media and people probably like ate that up yeah that probably was a huge hit so how was how was the how was that after you started doing the pet portraits um that's 
that's one of the main orders I get off my Etsy yeah. now. Right. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what keeps me busy. I get the occasional, you know, custom requests for other things, but for the most part, it's always it's pet portraits. Always bits. I also make patterns now for people to kind of learn how to embroider. Okay. Um, so I get some, you know, I stay busy with that too, but I would say the pet portraits are my major thing that I right. do. That's awesome. So. so outside of the pet portraits, do you have any like personal things that you do like just for fun, like outside of the, port- or the pets? Um, when I have time, um, I do try, I've been teaching myself sewing. Okay. So gotcha. I've, I kind of venture into things that are kind of similar to embroidery, yeah. more of like the fiber stuff. Um, I also have a chain stitch machine that I bought like a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. Um, so I've been kind of teaching myself how to do that. It's kind of a learning curve. <laughs> I say, what, is, so what, what exactly is that? So um, it's this machine. It's a Singer machine that was made. I think they started making them in like the early 1900s. They don't make them anymore, but people will refurbish them and mm-hmm. sell them online. So I found mine on eBay. Gotcha. But I started following a bunch of people on Instagram that had them. And I was like, this is not hand embroidery. It looks so different because <laughs> yeah. the stitches are like tiny. But they're chain stitches. The machine, like, feeds it through a looper or whatever. And it creates this, like, really unique-looking texture. Um, So I kind of went back and forth about it for months, like, trying to figure out if I wanted to do it. Because it is kind of an investment. Um, And I finally came across one on eBay. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. I asked Nick. And he was like, yeah, I mean, if you're going to use it and you think it's, like, worth it, then let's do it. That's (laughs) the simple way to do it. Let's go ahead and get it. So, um yeah so it's really fun it um it's hand cranked so yeah. it's still somewhat handmade kind of, yeah in a way still in it. and yeah. it's you know it's pretty basic mechanics that it uses but yeah. i'm not a machine person so right. it right. took a little while for me to figure out how to fix it because it's it's constantly there's always something that i'm like why is this not threading why is this not catching what's happening so it's been kind of frustrating at times but it's definitely really rewarding too so i've been incorporating those a little bit into into what you into what i'm doing as well that's amazing yeah it's really fun the free piece of podcast is sponsored by zipster specializing in custom websites and local design you don't have to lift a finger to look cool online visit zipster.com and see what they can do for you so when it goes back when you go back to doing the orders for people mm-hmm. what is your creative process as far as you know the commission to the end result like where are you getting multiple photos from the person or how's that mm-hmm. process of you creating stuff from normally they'll give me a couple of photos um just so i can kind of see the colors and the fur pattern and everything sometimes the colors can be a little bit off if there's shadows or whatnot but normally i'll pick one specific photo to reference and i'll basically trace out the proportions of it and just kind of make marks where i see like fur changes and all that um and then i'll transfer it onto fabric and embroider it that way so yeah i have a crazy amount of different colors of thread i think yeah. i have almost every thread color that dmc like the one of the most popular embroidery threads has made because it it's just nice to have everything yeah that's <laughs> so, wild yeah so do you usually like do you it's probably variety but i'm sure people are very 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 picky about it or do, i know some people probably give you your career freedom like how have you dealt mm-hmm. with like maybe people who are kind of hard to work with um normally 
So for my pet portraits, I definitely always send them a finished product of the picture because okay. I have had people in the past that were like, hey, you know, the fur is a little bit like bushier than yeah. the picture I sent yeah. you because it is hard. Like, you know, your cat or your dog is like moving around so that the angles are all kind of different. So there are times where like I've gotten a bunch of photos, but it's a little hard to tell like, is it bushier or is it, you know? So right. I always send them um, a photo um, of the finished product and sometimes I do have to do revisions yeah. but people are normally pretty um, understanding right. and I work with them so right. yeah it happens every now and then but, but I've tried to yeah. kind of like build in ways to make sure that people are happy before I send it off to them yeah. so pretty much what I do is to give them step by step hey here's this here's mm -hmm. this is the end result like you shouldn't have any issues yeah. <laughs> some people are like I want a mock up of it like can I see the stencil so I'll send them that you know yeah yeah after the evidence it's done it's done yeah, <laughs> like I try to be, yeah. yeah. So that's so, crazy. So yeah. going to Richmond, I'm mm -hmm. curious. So obviously you were doing this stuff when you were up there as well. What do you see the main difference? Do you think was it is it the same as busy wise? Is it the same here as it was in Richmond? Like in Richmond's a pretty artistic place as well. Um, how was it being there as an artist? Um, I would say so. I've done most of my stuff online. Yeah, I've done a few. Um, like art shows stuff like that gotcha um but down here surprisingly there are a few um people that run like little kind of collective like art fairs or yeah. for makers and stuff yeah. um so i don't know i think it's comparable to richmond like it's right. smaller down here but i still feel like they have a lot down here that richmond has as well right so. No people like usually the art people in the art world like think they go to these big you know big ass cities mm -hmm. and like make it big and all that and you being you know obviously Wilmington as far as population and city wise yeah right way smaller than Richmond yeah and you're yeah. doing like just fine yeah so it's cool to kind of break that kind of stereotype of that you need to be somewhere that's like quote unquote popping yeah you know to mm -hmm. survive as an artist so that's really cool to hear yeah yeah, yeah. I think I mean. It's awesome to have the internet now these that's days, very you true. know? That's very true. It's, that's very true. I don't know. It's crazy. Like, and with Etsy, like, I've gotten so many opportunities through Etsy. Yeah. Um, like, I have my own website, but I started on Etsy. And um, I think some people kind of not down talk Etsy, but they're like, well, they take a cut of my commission all that. But the exposure is so much bigger. Yeah. People from magazines have hit me up from Etsy. Like yeah. they look on Etsy for people. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna stay on Etsy and on my website, and I'll just Everywhere. do both. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. So from magazines, so. what do you mean by that? Um, I've gotten a feature um in Country Living oh, in October. Nice. I was really stoked about that. Yeah, talk so, about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give, give us a rundown on that. Um, somebody hit me up on Etsy, um, from Country Living, um, and I was on this page they were doing basically a pet portrait page mm -hmm. so my one of my embroideries was featured on it i embroidered one for them they were, they had shown me a picture of a cat that i had done one and i was like well these are all custom but <laughs> yeah if you want one similar i'll yeah, embroider I'll one so it. i embroidered one and sent that that to him and wow yeah so how did that cool. make you feel i bet you were just i was like, really stoked that's a huge magazine <laughs> I, yeah, we went to, I couldn't find the magazine anywhere because it was September and I knew it was out. Yeah. And I was like, I need to find the physical copy so I have it. <laughs> and I went to, I think it was like, I don't know, I think it was Barnes & Noble or somewhere. Yeah. And it was the day before we had to evacuate from the hurricane. Oh, no. And I was like, I have to find this, this magazine. <laughs> yeah, it was like that day when 
I think Nick and I were talking and we were like, we might have to leave. Because I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Yeah, and yeah. then everybody was like freaking out. So I was kind of running around doing my errands and I stopped in and found it and I was so stoked. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's so it was sick. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, and you mentioned shows earlier. So do you remember some of your, how your first, some of your first shows went? Um, they were cool. Um, I've, it's mainly been just like local, small yeah, markets. And markets. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think those can be pretty valuable. Um, just to see how people interact with your work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And to kind of the first show I did, I forgot to bring change, like you know, just like oh, stupid really? stuff, because it's just different than yeah. selling online. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I think it it really helps to see like what people are drawn to, because et- on Etsy you can see your stats, but it is nice to like put a face to your right your customer and yeah. you know just like talk with people and relate yeah. to them and figure out what they're looking for, yeah. what they want. So it's a good way to you know just spread more awareness to yourself for people mm-hmm. who don't really use the internet yeah because yeah. i think people are, it's hard to believe for people that, and yeah. But, yeah i've met a bunch of people that are artists like it's nice to network with people yeah. too because it's harder to do that like i know there's instagram but i think yeah. it's easier when you're sitting next to somebody in a booth and yeah talking you know. and socializing and you know yeah being out there so mm-hmm. it's good it's good to be it's good to be good with both yeah in that sense so yeah. that's perfect yeah um, and you mentioned being in a marketing business. You're trying to get in. You kind of interested in that stuff. Yeah. So as far as the Instagrams, the Etsy's, and whatever, what if, in your opinion, what's your best marketing tool? Uh, Instagram has always been like the biggest market for me. Yeah. Um, I think it's become really hard now, though. I I think growing your Instagram is pretty challenging these days just because of the algorithm and everything. It fucked everything up. Yeah. <laughs> like, my growth happened before the, like, the algorithm hit. Gotcha. So, I gotcha. feel like every now and then I've gotten an influx of followers or, you know, engagement, but it's it's hard. <laughs> it's yeah. hard now. But, Absolutely. Um, I've been trying to focus more on my website. Um I've started kind of like blogging on there for yes. just how to embroider, yes. building an email list, things that are a little bit more permanent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've kind of learned the hard way, I feel like, because I started off on Instagram and it's like, you don't own your Instagram, nope, but you, you own don't. your website and yep. you, you have those email contacts. So I think the past few years I've trying to, I've tried to focus more on those because I just yeah. feel like, you know, I like Instagram, but I don't think it's the most solid business yeah. move. <laughs> It's crazy because so. a lot of artists now shy away from making a website. Like, I know so many photographers stuff, mm-hmm. like, which websites? I don't have websites. I like, you should have a website. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Instagram is fantastic, and mm-hmm. you're right, but you don't really own anything on, like, your Instagram. You know, so you got your website, you have your blog posts, you can do a lot more with a website than people yeah. really think. So, I'm right there with you on that one. That's crazy. Yeah. And you also mentioned doing blog posts on, like, how to, well, I guess, teaching different skills and stuff like that. So, is that mm-hmm. something you're interested in as far as, you know, outside of, uh, are you still a nurse? Are you still nurse? doing yeah. nursing things? Okay, mm-hmm. you still nursing everything. Like teaching classes, is that something that you want to get into? Like mentoring yeah. or something? Yeah, I um I do have there's another platform called Skillshare. Love Skillshare. Yeah, yeah. I have an embroidery class on there and I've been wanting to do more. It's just like kind of a time time commitment. Yeah. But um yeah, I want to do more tutorial stuff. I think it's fun. That'd be amazing. And I like designing patterns and all that. So yeah. I figured naturally I figured you know, blog posts on how to embroider or just anything DIY. I've kind of been going down that route a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just think it's 
fun to, you know, yeah. make up different stuff like that. So. That's awesome. Have yeah. you done any like classes like one on one or with anyone or anything like that? Do you offer that at all? Um, I haven't recently. Uh, I did do a class a few years ago. It was this little get together and I taught people how to do this simple like floral embroidery thing. And that was really fun to do. I haven't really had the opportunity or really sought out anything recently on that. Mm-hmm. But those are fun, too. I yeah. think those are really fun. Again, it's just, like, more personal. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm curious. How do you balance doing the nursing thing and this? <laughs> I'm actually... So I'm part-time now nursing. Okay. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I kind of took the dive and was like, I'm going to try to focus more on this, too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of getting the best of both worlds. <laughs> right. So, yeah. How I had would, a little bit more time. That's wild. So it's crazy you going to school all these, all these years for nursing. And then mm-hmm. you realize, like, man, embroidering is... Kind of taking over. Yeah. That's crazy how that works. <laughs> really, yeah, nursing is badass. I mean, I'm sure you yeah. really enjoy that enjoy that job as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's super wild. Yeah. Um, cool. Have you drawn like any like galleries or anything like that? Like any kind of showcases outside of the markets? Have we done that before? I haven't. Okay. No. That'd be kind of cool though. Okay. I'm, I'm surprised. That'd be, that'd be, it'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Some great exposure there as well. Um, so as far as for the future, you know, maybe it's any travel plans or any plans of, you know, leaving North Carolina? I don't think so. Mm. Um Nick and I really like it here, so yeah. I think we're sticking to it for now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I want to continue to, like, just working on getting better at my pet portraits and yeah. working on my blog and stuff because that's been, I think, one of the main things I've been focusing on recently. So Right. And also the sewing mm-hmm. really as well. Yeah. So yeah, just skills, some creative outlets. Yeah. That stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. So stick around North Carolina and people yep. can find you on the interwebs. Yes. Go ahead and plug um, your social media. Yeah, it's um, Cruel Ghoul. It's C-R-E-W-E-L-G-H-O-U-L. Yes. On Instagram. And that's also my website. It's just cruelghoul.com. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yo, hear her up. Amanda's amazing. <laughs> her portraits are so cool. Thank um, you. And she does more than pets. Yeah. So if you have, you know, whatever else you want to do, uh, that'd be great. And go hit her Instagram up. And we're everywhere. Spotify, Facebook, SoundCloud, and all that. Check out some other amazing artists that we've talked to. And yeah, that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming. You thank kinda you. Short notice. Well, for me, it was at least. <laughs> I found out like <laughs> early this morning that you were coming. So thank you for being flexible. Yeah, of course. Um, but yes, thank you people for listening. And we're out. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smoke sniggles. Whatever y'all need. Thank you all so much. Have a good night.